This time loop thing. How did you get out of it? I simply boosted the circuits and broke free. You came back of your own accord? Well, I... Doctor? No. No, I'm afraid not. Now, obviously, the Time Lords have programmed the TARDIS always to return to Earth. It seems that I'm some kind of a galactic yo-yo. to Galactic Yo-Yo, the podcast where Doctor Who fans share their unpopular opinions with the world, and I have to deal with them. I'm your host, Molly Marsh, and my bus... Good grief, there was a motorbike in my intro last week. My my bus um, just um, dropped me off early by a good 25-minute walk, so now I'm having to take that 25-minute walk. But what it has meant is that um, I get to go down some quiet streets, relatively quiet, but for motorbikes, uh, to record my intro. Um, so this week on the podcast, I met with Kezia Newson at her home in London um, to talk about this week's episode of Doctor Who, Ascension of the Cybermen, which is the first part of um, the two-part Series 12 finale that concludes this Sunday uh, in The Timeless Children. Kez and I um, unpack the episode, but we also uh, do our best to predict what might happen uh, next week. So if you don't like that kind of chat, um, because it can get a bit spoilery in a weird sort of way, uh, then maybe avoid this episode. Um, The last time I met with Kez was uh, to discuss arachnids in the UK during uh, Series 11. And bizarrely, I chose to open our conversation this week by asking her how she felt the two stories compared. It was a strange line of questioning that, uh, frankly, I regret. Um, but anyway, I think that's all the admin. Oh, other than, um, I'll probably see you all, I assume, at my show, This Poo Shall Pass, which, as you know by now, is happening in Waterloo on Saturday and Sunday evening this week. Um, obviously, none of you will come on the Sunday because it clashes with um, the Timeless Children, but you could come on the Saturday um, and it would be especially convenient because uh, it is on the same day and in the same area as the Faceless Ones uh, screening at the BFI. Uh, anyway, uh, without further ado, here is my conversation with Kezia Newson. So I'm here. <laughs> Sorry. I just recorded that slurp. Did you? Yeah, that's, that's the opening of the podcast. Sorry. Um, so I'm here with Kezia Newson. Hello, Kez. Evening. Um... The last time I saw you mm. was we recorded a podcast about arachnids. That's not the last time I saw That's you. That's definitely not the last no, time the you last saw time me. <laughs> we did this was yeah. when arachnids in the K in the UK aired. Yeah, and we talked about that. And yeah. actually, thinking about that, what an amazing place we're in now with this episode, right? Mm-hmm. I was I was really hoping you liked you that one though. Um, I did like it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I like this episode a lot more. I was really hoping you were going to find a beautiful link between the two. 
there. No, I haven't managed no. to do that, I'm afraid. No, 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 no. No, fair no, enough. No. Um, yeah, I did like Rhinos in the UK, but I think maybe that's because of where we were <laughs> with that series. <laughs> and it I still enjoy it. It feels like we've come a long way, doesn't it, since then? Yeah, 100%. And this series is... I mean, there have been like a couple of episodes, as there always would be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That I am not a fan of. But the rest of it is just like blown out of the water in comparison. It's been great. It's been so good. You've been enjoying it then? Mm-hmm. What's been your highlight? Um, I loved Spyfall so much. I just felt like it was really, really fun. It was back to like being fun. Mm-hmm. But I, I did think previous series, it did... Although I d- I'm not a massive fan of like really deep, basically I'm not a fan of like looms and stuff. Mm-hmm. We did; it didn't have any Doctor Who folklore in it. That's so right. So yeah. it it was nice to kind of have that this series, and I'm so happy that Sasha is the master. Yeah, he's done a great job so far. Oh my god, I just think he's amazing. I mean, the thing is, is that I I've l- I've loved him for ages, and I actually wanted him to be the Doctor yonks ago. Um, like I think when. When Capaldi was announced, that's when I wanted Sasha mm. to be the Doctor. Um, How but old to be is he? Oh, I don't know. Mid thirties. Th- he's about the same age as Whitaker, right? I don't even know how old she is. She she's is like weirdly 35. timeless in my head. Yeah, she's like thirty-five-ish, I think. Thirty-six. Oh my god, that means she's only like eight years older than me. Yeah. What am I doing with my life? I mean, I was watching. Um, We'll get on to Ascension of the Cybermen in a minute, but I was mm-hmm. watching Matt Smith stuff the other day from Series 5, and, like, he was 26. I know. It's just like, oh, my God. And how old are you? 24. I mean, you're not far off. No, like, it's 26. It's, like, it's basically my age. Yeah. Horrifying. I know. And the thing is, n- you watch it back now, and he does look 26. Yeah, but he all... M- I mean, Matt Smith's a funny one, because he doesn't really look human, does he? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, Ascension of the Cybermen. Mm. So last week we had the best Jodie Whittaker episode of Doctor Who. Oh right? my God, yes, it was it was uh, 100%. 110%. Great. I mean, um, completely my jam as well. Like, literally, if someone was going to make an episode of Doctor Who, that would have been my episode of Doctor Great. Who. Great. I'm glad that it blew you away like it blew oh, me away. I and we And it left us on a bit of a sort of utopia, face mm. the raven style cliffhanger mm. into the finale that we weren't expecting. Mm-hmm. What were your hopes for last night? Oh, God. What were my hopes and dreams? Um, I actually really wanted them to just go straight into it. Like, I didn't want any dilly-dallying. Mm-hmm. I think we've had enough dilly-dallying. And I and I just really, really wanted to get straight into seeing the Cybermen. Didn't want to wait for that. I just wanted them to be straight into it. Um, and, that I mean, that was about it, really. I really wanted the Master to come back, but mm. I wasn't sure whether or not that might come in the last episode. Um, obviously I'd like Jack to come back and I really want to see Ruth again so I mean the thing is with the series is that there have been so many twists and surprises yeah I mean anything could have happened right? anything could have happened so it's almost like which one of those things would you like to see the exactly. most exactly so I wasn't expect. I was weirdly not expecting um, the lone Cyberman mm. to return oh really I kind of thought that was consigned to uh, the haunting of Philadelphia and I thought mm. this is just going to be loads of Cyberman now mm. and he's like a he's sort of a I don't know I saw him as like a almost scavenger from the main yeah so, but but I was really pleasantly surprised when he came back and someone on Twitter I forget who sorry if this was you 
um, pointed out um, that he could end up becoming a sort of uh, Cyberman equivalent of Davros. Like, he could be a recurring character for years now. Oh, yeah. That's so true. I haven't thought of that. He's so terrifying as well. I, oh my God. I I genuinely, and I I tweeted this last night, but I don't think I've ever, well, not in New Who, certainly, I haven't found Cybermen scary. Mm -hmm. Because... Oh God, they were scary in World Enough and Time. That scene where they're turning down the thing and they're saying pain. Yeah, but they're kind of scary in a different way i guess like yeah, they're guess. not scary as in that, that's kind of like horror movie scary like mm, you're watching mm. something scary but you don't feel scared for yourself or you don't kind of true, have those true. like nightmarish you don't feel like it's going to kill you in the yeah, same way yeah. exactly and i think that i mean i i personally feel and i know lots of people feel differently about about ashad 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 mm-hmm. um but I find it really scary that we can see part of his face. Oh, I think it's amazing. It's weird that they've never done that before, almost. I know, and it's like when they have done it before, it hasn't. It's almost been like with Danny Pink. Mm. It's almost been at like uh, I don't know. You you've already known the character, or it's at the end of a process, or or something, and it's kind of the end of their story. Whereas this is, and also with that with Danny, for example, it's like that was Danny turned bad. Whereas, like, as far as we can tell, this is just him. Obviously, he is part cyber, but he is just seems to it's be just a bloke. absolute yeah. psychopath. He's <laughs> just some bloke. <laughs> the voice is also terrifying. It's a really good performance because it's from not on all fronts. Yeah, and I think, again, it's like all of these things with the Cybermen where we kind of forget that the really the scary horror element of the Cybermen is that they used to be us. Yeah. And the fact is is that they, they don't look like us, they don't sound like us, whereas they've created this hybrid. Hybrid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does look like us, right? Yeah, that does look mm. like us and sound a bit like us and, and can you know, can just kind of have a conversation. Whereas like a Cyberman can't really have a conversation in the same way. That's always been the challenging thing about both the Daleks and the Cybermen, mm. is that it's like yeah, you can't really have a conversation with them. And when they have been conversationalists in the past, i.e. like in the 80s, mm. it's weird. Yeah, it doesn't really work. And it doesn't really work. So you have to... And the Daleks, the way they got around that was by having Davros, introducing Davros. Mm. So again, like it's so cool that we've got this cool spokesperson for the Cybermen now. Oh, I actually love that idea now. Yeah. I mean, it probably happen, obsessed with that idea. It would be cool if you came back, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm such a massive fan. And I do think that it is... Truly scary, like like we haven't seen the Cybermen before, which I think is much needed because I think the Cybermen have needed a new angle. This is like almost the future, whereas the last time we saw the Cybermen was kind of seeing seeing the origins and seeing the past. Yeah, which was a really great. Like, I've been seeing a lot of oh, the Cybermen like finally scary again, finally back, like finally a new take on them, and it's like, well, no, like we did have a really great Cybermen story like three years ago. Yeah, um, which one is of so the best. Yeah, one of the best ever. So that's a bit of a strange take. But like, and also I was a bit nervy because I was like, well, this is going to be the third finale since 2014 with the Master and Cybermen. Mm, so my it's, goodness. I was a bit like, oh, this is getting into quite samey territory. But then actually, you saying that, I would not have noticed that because it does because it's feel so different. So different. Yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like Dark Water and it didn't feel like World Enough in Time at all. No. Um, which shows you how versatile the site. I mean, the master wasn't really in this week, but like, mm. shows you how versatile those characters are as concepts. Yeah, that you can that you can mold them into kind of any 
there isn't mm. one version of Master and the Cyberman story. Yeah, exactly. And it'd be interesting to see how if they, I mean, we don't obviously know if it will happen, mm. but if Ashad and the Master are together, mm. Ashad is almost kind of mastery vibes anyway. So it'd well be he's interesting got that sort of unhinged yeah, exactly. So like, see how those two would end up. I don't know, like, would there be, if they were on the same side, which again, we mm. don't know, but would there be a kind of weird power dynamic? Yeah. And we haven't had that kind of thing previously with the Master and Cyberman. No, so. no. Yeah, I'm excited to see that. The, one of the top things I was looking forward to seeing this week, which we didn't get, was Ruth Doctor. Mm-hmm. I was, I like, her. really hoping we'd get... Just because I was like, oh, well, we've only got two episodes left, and, like, mm. if we don't get her this week, then that's, like, only an hour more of Ruth Doctor. I, I mean, <laughs> like we, we might not even see her we next week. We might not even see her next week. And, like, but what we did get instead was was Brendan. <laughs> oh, Brendan. Kezia, what the hell is going on with Brendan? What the fuck is going on with Brendan? Like, they, like, we had the credits, the pre-credits with the Cybermen, mm-hmm. with, like, the Cyberman head, mm-hmm. and then it goes straight to a village in Ireland, mm. and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. And then it just keeps cutting back, and they never explain. I know. Like, I was, I remember looking at the, because I watched it, um, I watched it slightly after it aired, because I'd, I'd been away, and I got home, and I was Thanks, just... Sam. Yeah, I know. I was just looking at the um at the red bar at the bottom of the screen. Mm. Or like is it pink or I play? I think it's a pink bar. I think isn't it's it? a hot pink. Yeah, I was looking at the hot pink bar. Um and I was like, Oh my god, there's like three minutes left, there's two minutes left. Like mm. this is not gonna get explained. What what's your Brendan theory? Oh god, that sounds like everybody's got their Brendan theory. Everybody should bloody have their <laughs> Brendan theory, and if you've not got one, <laughs> you need to have one. So get get thinking. Mm get brendaning um well i actually thought that when the what do they call it like the portal what are they calling it the border um, or something the boundary the boundary it, basically yeah. every word i said then apart from the boundary um when that opened i thought it might be the irish into the irish countryside yeah yes me too i thought it was yeah. gonna be that and then when it wasn't i was almost a little bit disappointed because i thought oh shit we're really not gonna find out yeah, what's I happening know. with brendan and then obviously the other thing is that is Brendan Ashad. Right, so this is the theory I hadn't thought of and then someone mm. suggested it to me today and I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, maybe that is it. It could be that because, it, it, I mean, has to tie in somewhere. The other thing is, um, do you know the guy who shoots him mm-hmm. also could be Ashad? True, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, obviously as well, with with Brendan, you know, falling off the cliff and... Coming back to life again, and then the clock thing, maybe chameleon, you know. The the way he came back to life really, I'm not implying that he's any way related, but the way he came back to life really reminded me of Captain Jack. Yeah, like that. Like (laughs) that, um, yeah, deep intake of breath. Mm. Um, But I I don't think it's obviously not related to that, but it was just, it was like a nod that that was the, it was like a little homage. The way that that was, um, the way that that was done. Is the thing at the end the chameleon arch then? I mean... It looks like one. It looks like one. And they place such significance on it. Like, they put the clock down. It was like, let's look at the clock. Yeah. Let's look at the clock. So, it kind of seemed as if it was that way. I don't know. What's your Brendan theory? I don't know. I mean, some of the things I've seen online is that maybe some he... Some of the things, man. Some yeah, of the things some, I've of seen. some of the things I've seen. Um, Maybe he's, like, the master's Ruth Doctor. Oh. The other things that I've seen, like, maybe he just is the Doctor somehow mm, which yeah. i think is relatively likely 
if if we're going with this, Ruth is in a, from a line of doctors pre Hartnell or like pre, do you know what I mean? Or in some other yeah. parallel universe or something like the f- idea of him being the doctor is kind of could go somewhere. Yeah, it could. It <laughs> if you don't want to listen to this, by the way, everyone at home, because um, obviously we're speculating, but we could land on we could land on the thing it's that true. happens and uh, ruin it for you. So if you don't want to listen <laughs> to speculation, I do actually relate to that. Um, there's some talk about, um, obviously we've got like the dregs of oh, the dregs, <laughs> the the last of humanity at mm. the like at the going through this boundary. Yeah. Is this some kind of Time Lord origin story? Mm. Like, are, are we going to discover that actually Time Lords came from human beings? It's exactly what I thought as well. And like maybe Brendan's like the timeless child. Oh. Slash also the Doctor slash maybe not also the Doctor. Do you know but what I mean? But then where... Oh. Because mm. I suppose the thing is, is that... Wait a minute. Do we find... Do we know what time period it was when the Cybermen... Does oh. the Doctor say? It was like 2045. Did I just imagine that? 2045? Oh, not 2045. Like twen- like 2845 or something like that. I don't remember know. what the Doctor said. Because it could be that... It could be that. But it could be that... That actually, because it kind of looks like maybe like Edwardian esque time with Brendan. Yeah, well, so uh, again, one thing that that I've seen pointed out is that Chris Chibnall normally likes a an on screen caption, and mm. we didn't get an on screen caption at any point saying like Island nineteen ten or That's whatever. That's very true. And like, what if it's not Island? Yeah. And like, also, it's a running joke that Gallifrey sounds Irish, right? Is it? Yeah, like in the f- in human nature, he's like, oh, there's like a thing about he, he d- when the Doctor's John Smith, he says something about Gallifrey accidentally, and mm. and he, she's like, is that an island or? Oh, I don't remember that. There's something about yeah. There's a, there's a there's an in joke about Gallifrey sounding like oh, it's okay. an island. I mean, that doesn't sound like that's a coincidence. No, I c- I do. I, I that was the other thing that I thought was. I mean, well, like, we know, is we this know, really us? But but we know that it's fact that the that the humans are going through the boundary, and then on the other side is Gallifrey. Yeah, yeah. Um, <coughs> we just don't know at what point, like how long have they been going through the boundary, or like at which point in time has the master like nuked Gallifrey? Yeah, like when is it? When is it for Gallifrey? Is it? Is yeah. it like? Is it pre-Doctor? Is it post-Doctor? Yeah. Is it like Ruth Doctor time with Gat and everything? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's c- it could be anything, couldn't it? Yeah, because it could be pre pre our Doctor, but then the humans go in, and mm-hmm. then yeah, like you said, it could be a Time Lord origin story. Oh God, do you want that? I mean, you know what? I I think <coughs> I think that that actually some kind of Doctor Who folklore, it, it's time for some things to be kind of shaken up a bit. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. I, I think that, you know, that since New Who, we've ended up discovering so much about the Doctor's past and Time and time Lords and Gallifrey mm-hmm, and kind mm-hmm. of fitting in the jigsaw pieces. And to be honest, I don't really know what, what Chris Chibnall could do that wouldn't be kind of starting to change things that we assume. So I think yeah. it's quite refreshing if that is tr- I know that some people would be angry about it but I just think whatever like I think as long as it as long as it raises new questions and 
makes new holes in the history and new yeah. and new intrigue, then mm. that's fine. What I don't want is a sort of is a sort of rundown of here's w- exactly what happened and how. No. Um, I want new mysterious characters. I want new mysterious stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm quite for the Time Lords came from humans as an mm. idea. I think it's quite a cool idea, to be honest, because I think it 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 like explains the centering of humans mm-hmm. in the Doctor's life. Um, I think it's it just seems right to me. Yeah, it fits, doesn't it? It fits well. Yeah, and it's just like, well, I think that you know because we've got so much figured out, we've seen so much of of Davros of. Mm-hmm. Of the Daleks, of, of just, I don't know, just basically everything that we almost know too much about Dot 2 now. Like, basically, kind of everything has been figured out. And it's for the show to continue for like another 50 odd years, it has to have these new holes in it because it just wouldn't stay around otherwise. Yeah, it'll be, it, it's going to be nice, I think, if we do discover that everything we knew was a lie. Yeah, as the master said. As the master is, yeah, has been saying. See, I'm totally for it. As long as it's done well, then yeah, absolutely. I, wa- I want that mystery back. I almost want to... I remember watching series one when I hadn't watched um, like hardly any classic who, like only as a kid. And I thought that the time... I'm sure I've said this on this podcast before, but I thought that the, I thought that the time war was during classic who. Right, yeah, yeah, I can see why you think that. Yeah. And it's just um, and it's just those kind of holes in my knowledge that I assumed were yeah. different parts of Doctor Who and... And actually, I like I kind of liked that unknown. I also think like people underestimate the the casual viewer. Do you know what I mean? Like people, I think there's going to be people up in arms if we get like a big mythology heavy story next week saying, "Oh, we're alienating the casual viewer." Mm. But if it's new stuff, and like actually, I think in the in the age of again, I've said this bef- on the podcast before, but like in the age of like um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, in the age of like these new Star Wars movies, like. Mm. People are used to just uh, just having to have knowledge about stuff and watch stuff, and and that interests them. Yeah. That people people don't want to people, you know, they don't want to have holes in their knowledge. Like, I don't know. I think it's engaging for them if it's like concept. I don't know if it's high concept. Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I do agree. I think that w- I think we're also in the age of like proper fandom led TV and film, and people love to be. Quite obsessive about something and yeah. and find and have theories and go really deep and, mm. and I think that's I think we're in that more than ever even even when you think of new things like obviously Star Wars is older but like Stranger Things and yeah but and pe- like that. I think people like to feel like their viewership is being rewarded mm. you know by getting little uh, treats from <laughs> from the show they're watching I yeah don't know. Um, so and the I, master yeah. is a total treat the master is a treat yeah yeah. Gosh, and he shows up at the end of this episode. Spoiler with that. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when that happened? I mean, I wasn't surprised. No, nor was I. <laughs> I mean, I mean I we'd all seen the Barak Stemis thing. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Barak Stemis. I actually loved that. I just thought, oh, that's a nice little, that's cheeky. Nice little clue. Yeah. Again, a treat. Yeah, and I think I'm glad. Like, I'm glad they didn't do that in um, it with uh, with sc- with Sky uh, Spyfall because yeah. then that would have been so obvious and it would have ruined the surprise. But mm-hmm. we knew he was kind of coming back anyway, so it was yeah. nice they did something a bit cheeky like that. Yeah, definitely. I thought um, that the that the CGI in all of this episode was, like, fucking phenomenal. Oh, my God, and yeah. And then the one bit that was bad was him jumping through at the end. Yeah, and I was it like, didn't look good, did it? Know, it looked yeah, terrible. It, did it looked not like look he was, good. like, jumping through a shower curtain or something. Yeah, it did not look good. But, like, the rest of it, like that shot at the start with the spaceship. Oh, my God. And actually, when they... I think it's when they first look at the war carrier... 
Mm. Like that shot just looks like Star Wars. Yeah, ev- all of the CG of like the spaceships looked yeah. so good. They've they've not made a mistake which <laughs> New Who often makes, which is you know they'll plan a really big scale finale and then actually they run out of money because they <laughs> often shoot it last yeah. <laughs> um so they didn't do that this time clearly well then maybe they did but they uh clearly made it look like they yeah. had money <laughs> it looks it definitely looks i think this, it looks the best of the whole series it looks it? great yeah it yeah. looked really good um should we talk a little bit more about like the uh, the bulk of the episode because obviously mm. we're we're talking about like speculation for next week and yeah. the matter come back at the end my my if i was going to criticize the episode which mm. i am right Go now um i would say that perhaps it was a little bit slow oh my god i feel like I feel like it was, you know, the first 25-minute part of a four-parter stretched across 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm worried about next week feeling rushed. Mm. It it feel it felt like Chris knew that um, the master was his cliffhanger, but maybe he didn't have enough story mm-hmm. to pack out that 50 minutes before the cliffhanger because yeah. it, it, it did seem to plod along quite slowly. And actually, to their credit, like, they maintained the tension through mm. that time like Chris and the director and the cast but I yeah w- if you actually try and say what happened in the story like not a lot really took place yeah, across the story did you feel like Brendan sorry Brendan kind of was contributed to that to that pace no actually no I actually um, kept wanting it to go back to Brendan mm. I was so intrigued by like the weirdness of the Brendan story that when it when it went back to like Yaz and Graham on the ship. I was like, no, nah, I want more Brendan. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me which I shouldn't Bring be feeling Brendan. like that, but yeah, I wanted Brendan back. Um, I thought it was nice though that they split up um, Ryan and Graham yeah. and had like uh, Yaz and Graham together, which we've not really seen much of that dynamic, which was lovely. Yeah, hundred percent. They, and I think it's nice to see how much their relationship has grown and that you truly believe they're friends now. Mm. It's such a lovely relationship. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. One thing I did find weird though was that um, when they initially got split up, Graham and they're on the they're on the like spaceship and and Ryan's not on the on the ship with them. Um, Graham is like shouting, "Oh, we we need to get back to our friends!" Yeah, and he never says, "Like my grandson's out there." Yeah, like it feels like he's not stressed out enough about the fact they've lost specifically Ryan. Mm, that's true. It, yeah. it felt odd to me. Yeah, I, d- I, I do get that, and I think that that is that's a strange scripting mm. thing. Um, especially because they could have just said, get back to my grandson and the doctor. That's yeah. Right. I agree with you. I it think it feels a bit odd. If, yeah. If, uh, it seems like, I don't know, like, uh, I guess we've been really nice about it so far, so let's get into crit- critical territory. But, like, across, like, this season and last season as a whole, and, and largely, if I'm going to be brutally honest, like, Chris's scripts, there's all these little scripting errors like that or, like, little mm. things that need ironing out. There was a line where the doctor um, said something to uh, the lone Cyberman where she was like, uh, y- you despise humanity, um, but you are one. Mm. Which doesn't make sense as a sentence. <laughs> Grammatically, it's wrong. should be like, <laughs> you despise humans, but you are one. And yeah. it, it, it's weird because it seems like quite a lot of, it seems like a, it seems like a draft two mm. with Chris sometimes. It's like, and that's frustrating because it, it's like, it just needs, I shouldn't be noticing stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know, I, it feels like, if I'm noticing stuff like that, like something's gone wrong. It's like a little bit clunky. Yeah, it feels yeah. clunky is so the word. It's like this, it's clunk, and that's exactly what we 
why last week was so refreshing was that that clunk that we've become so used to in the last two years disappeared with Maxine yeah. Alderton's dialogue. It was so gorgeous and like just there was not a single piece of clunky dialogue in that entire 50 minute episode. Yeah, Whereas this same. week we were back to the clunk a little bit mm. and the, the performances were really good. I thought Jodie was really good again mm. um, and I thought um, uh, Mandip Gill and uh, Bradley Walsh were really good. Um, and <laughs> oh also, no. uh, I thought the guest cast were really great as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just the dialogue. It just feels. I funky. think that there's something with Chris that um, is the reason why I love Russell so much, and it's it's only to be comparable because they're both showrunners, and it's in the it's in the small intricacies of dialogue that you find the most joy and the most humanity and the most you have the most empathy for these characters and you really get to know them. And I just don't think that, I don't think that, I think that Chris actually kind of seems to look at the bigger picture, the bigger, wider story. He's and a logistics guy. Exactly. And maybe, you know, where he's going to take this, where where he's going to take the Doctor Universe next. But actually, it's, I'm, I guess this is a, maybe a, you know, particular type of Doctor Who fan. But to me, Doctor Who's all about relationships and mm. and it's a b- and it's in the drama that i like is not the sci-fi element for me it's it is the relationships between these people absolutely and, and i think that's where he loses it a tiny bit R- relationships to chris chibnall sometimes seem to be in aid of plot stuff don't they yeah or that it's like he's just kind of filling he's like filling filling it in roughly isn't he that's what i, I felt like know. with orphan 55 with which orphan 55, i fucking yeah. hated yeah, you didn't like not it that one did that. you I thought it was the worst fucking episode of Doctor <laughs> Who in such a long time. And I'm this enjoying is in the series, that honesty. This is in the series that I've absolutely been blown away and been the best Doctor Who I've seen in such a long time. I just couldn't understand why anybody would like the episode. I didn't hate it. But I do think as well it was um, it was uh, uh, it was too many too many guest characters mm-hmm. with actually not that much purpose behind them. I didn't believe any of the relationships again, partly because of the dialogue. I just didn't think the dialogue was very good for me to believe those people and characters existed. Saying the words Benny over and over again doesn't make me think that <laughs> she actually was in love with him. Yeah. Um, whereas in comparison, actually, to this episode, I loved the guest cast. I'm thinking about the brothers, actually. Yeah. The, the brother that, that died at the start and like, yeah. that felt that felt quite real, actually. Yeah. <coughs> oh gosh, oh I shouldn't have God. eaten that um, half of a, a jammy dodger. It's, um, <laughs> Choking on a jammy it's very dodger. Dr- very dry, isn't it, a biscuit? You need some water in a minute. Yeah, I do, yeah. Um, yeah, th- I think, I think that every single person in this guest cast seems to have a role for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, and there was definitely a reason for them to be there. Yeah, and I think that's maybe where guest cast, and it's, it's. I do think it is simply sometimes in this era of Doctor Who is because we've got so many companions mm. and sometimes we haven't even really known our companions that well yet. Yeah. So to then add in all these guest characters. Ludicrous. It's just too many people, whereas this time it feels like we've, we do actually know our companions now, so then there is more space. Is Graham going to get frisky with that lady? No. There was a bit of a moment though, wasn't there? I know. Also, did you hear where he like fumbled? And I just thought... Yeah, it was a bit weird. Yeah, I it know. It was kind of realistic though. I know, because I just watched it and thought, was that was that just actually a really good take and they just decided to keep it? Yeah, it I think realis- it was. It yeah. was re- really realistic. But then someone else on Twitter... Because um, I didn't, I just thought it was y- y- yeah, kind of like oh, at the time, but didn't th- think about it. And then afterwards, I saw someone said it 
sounded as if he said, oh, well, I'm the doc. Yeah, it did. It did sound like that. Yeah. Mm, and then I had someone point out that um, he could have been uh, wanting to say, I'm the dog's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's way more what I want him to Wh- say. Which I can believe. I also don't believe that Graham is another incarnation of the doctor. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> I mean, he basically is the way, the way Chris writes him each week. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but can I actually say something about because the fact that you didn't, you went, um, you didn't like the, the pace of it, mm. and Doctor yeah. Who and pace is is such a big thing for me. And I think the last series was actually, I think, part of the reason why I didn't like it so much was because I just felt like it was just like we were just walking through treacle, like it was just so slow. Right, right. And um, and I, I, ju- I, I don't know. I've seen quite a lot of people talk about the pace for this episode, and I just, I felt like it flew. So I don't know what it, I don't, because I can be critical about pace till the cows come home. But for some reason, for me, this time it just, it just flew for me. And I just really, I really loved the pace of it. And I think I felt, like you said, that tension. I felt it the whole time. I did too. I think, is it, is it because we were waiting, like I, I felt like I was waiting for something? Like maybe I was being impatient about like mm. all of the like finale stuff that I thought mm. was going to happen. Maybe yeah. that's why it felt long. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it it really is like from the off, like go, 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 go. Yeah, and yet not a lot happens. I mean, but it, I know what you mean, but at the same time, it does. Yeah, and it it did feel like they were going to die, like they could die at any time. Yeah, and for multiple reasons as well, right? Yeah, the the one set piece I loved was the one where the, the they like accelerate the ship and it like tumbles through space. That was so cool. That also really freaked me out because I don't know, just the idea of oh god, suffocating in space. No oh thanks. my god, yeah, but it felt really real, like yeah. that they might suffocate in space. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what I mean. Like, I felt like every single point was tense because even true. even when um when they were running away from the Cybermen at the beginning, I I really felt as if because we just don't know what's going to happen with these companions, there's such a real danger. Can you imagine? Imagine if it's it's like in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows when she heals off Hedwig at the beginning oh my god and you're like fucking hell I was not expecting that yeah also I'm swearing so much this podcast that's okay um I felt like it might be something like that you know might just suddenly kill off Ryan and you'd be like Jesus Christ wasn't expecting that yeah and I I, I do feel like you know I could totally believe that they would do that so I I felt really really on edge yeah no I I definitely felt on edge Uh, maybe it wasn't slow then I don't know I definitely felt like it was slow though so it must have been Mm. something about it Something about it you weren't so keen on. Maybe, maybe it was I was I w- that I was just waiting for stuff to happen. Yeah. That that, like I had an idea of the episode, which was not what it was. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I was like, when's Ruth going to show up? Like, when are we going to get the master? Like, I kind of I was expecting. I think the stakes to be upped in that way sooner. Right. I see what you mean. I was. Um, d- I think I was just. Um, I think with this series of Doctor Who, I've kind of. I think because I didn't really enjoy the previous series that much i've kind of just stripped away any expectation for the series and it's a good idea they've just gone with you know how i feel each week and and i think because of that this one i was just really enjoying it i was just loving it and i think maybe for that i really wasn't i was thinking like you know the back of my head oh i guess something like the master or ruth or something's gonna happen but like i'm enjoying it so um, yeah yeah and it was like and uh, yeah and what was happening was exciting enough that it didn't yeah. But it never made me forget, actually. It was mm. good, but it never made me forget <coughs> that there was stuff coming. 
Yeah. And maybe it should have made me forget. But also, we don't know if this timeless child stuff is even going to be resolved next week. Can oh you imagine? God. But like, what if Chris was setting this up for two series? I'd die. Oh, you were slumped in your I'd chair I'd literally right now. die. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do with myself. <laughs> it would be awful. I mean, it would be awful because also you kind of know this not going to be in like the New Year's, Christmas, whatever no. special because they wouldn't do that in special. No. But so you'd be true, waiting. Though, you'd right? be waiting like a whole year. Yeah, it's like you don't know what it, what if because it will probably end up on a cliffhanger anyway because it's you know the end of the series. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if it ends up being another cliffhanger on Timeless Child or Ruth or they end it like Dermot O'Leary style, like and the Timeless Child <laughs> is, <laughs> <laughs> and then the actual <laughs> wait is a year. Yeah, and the and the winner of Love Island <laughs> is <laughs> literally like that. <laughs> no, I. Yeah, we've just seen the trailer for next week, actually, haven't we? Yes. And it's got, like, Time Lords in it. Mm -hmm. It's got, like, the Doctor, like, jumping on the Master. Mm. Looks exciting, right? But where is Brendan? Brendan wasn't around. Brendan was not around, my friend. Oh, God, who's Brendan? Where is Brendan? Bring back Brendan. Brendan? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. (gasps) Yeah, what else did you think of of this episode? Did you... um, did you did you like the uh, what do we call it? You know the island where they went to go and meet with. Oh Guy. my god! Yeah, I wanted to ask you about this. Um, yeah. Do we think he's significant at all? Um, Co Sharmus. I mean, I'm so impressed. You remember all these names? I just m- keep remembering him as the dad and as the granddad in Dairy Girls. But oh, is that who he is? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, he is, isn't <laughs> yeah, he? Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> Another Irishman then. <gasps> yeah, but he's not Irish in the episode. Is he not? No. Uh, I thought maybe I just hadn't heard no. his voice properly. I did think that, though, at the time as well, just mm. because I knew. Um, yeah, I'm loving that bit. I feel like, though, he could be one of those characters where he's like, oh, he's the kindly old, selfless old man who's suddenly going to turn. And then he could be evil all along. Yeah, exactly. There's something a bit Time Lord about him. There's something too selfless about him right now of just being like, I'm just going to wait around and... You're right. I hadn't considered that he'd be evil. too nice. Mm. It's maybe too nice. There's a bit of a Professor Yana sort of vibe, right? Oh my God, yes. Absolutely. But he can't be the master because we've already got the master. No, but he could be like, I don't know. Think of another bad Time Lord. He could just be some little shit, couldn't he? Yeah, he just could. Or he could just be a really nice old man. I hope he's a nice old man. Me too. Because I like him. Or a nice old Time Lord. Could be that, or it could just be Father Christmas. Oh my God, Father Christmas origin story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, do we think the companions are going to make it out alive? Oh my God, I don't know. Um, I mean, I really want them to. <coughs> I'm, I'm. Oh, I don't know. I'm conflicted. Like, I definitely, I definitely want them all in for the special. Like, I just right. feel like it would... Yeah, see, I've not been thinking about the special at all. It's not oh, crossing my mind, yeah. I just mean that I feel like it would be too, oh, just cutthroat just for them to go now. And I just feel like we have no inkling that it's going to happen. So it will be, like, ruthless if it happens. Um, I really don't want them to go. I, just I feel like I that's what Chris is like, though, isn't he? No, Like, he he's is. a bit brutal. Like, I've, I'd never really watched Broadchurch properly. But I feel like he was quite just like, do crazy shit and kill people. Oh, yeah. It was really harsh. It yeah. was all about murder. I just feel like... Oh, I don't know, though, because my, my original theory was that Graham's going to die of cancer. Mm, I don't see that happening. I, I really hope it doesn't happen. No, I don't see that happening. But I also don't want him to be killed by a Cyberman. To be honest, I think if anybody's going to die, it'll be Yaz. 
Oh my god, Yas can't die because She's I got don't a whole life ahead of her. No, I know, but as in I can't. She's Nineteen, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> babe. Um, but I can't imagine as ruthless as Chris may be. I can't imagine him like putting Graham or Ryan through that loss again when they had it would be Grace. too cruel wouldn't it it would be way i actually think it would be too far yeah because grace was almost like it was on the edge it was really horrible yeah so it shouldn't have, have been done so and 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 especially considering you know we even saw grace's funeral and everything like that i can't mm-hmm. imagine them can't imagine him doing that again to one of them which leaves yaz and yaz has had you know she's been more of the focus this series and and she's been doing that thing companions do before they leave where they where they overstep the mark a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, I found my place actually. She, yeah, she's been getting confident, hasn't she? Exactly. I mean I don't I so, so don't want her to go. I, if anything, I, I want to just see her and the doctor. Oh my god, yeah, hundred percent. Me and, like me and Georgia dream. were saying this last week. We want um just Yaz and the Doctor next year. But like Yeah. You're and right that if they're going to kill one off, it'll be her. Yeah, I just I just feel like the other oh two God. don't. It doesn't make sense. I think it would be too far. But then I'm not I'm I'm not convinced they would kill Yaz or or maybe something awful will happen to her where she's nearly dying and then you know we save her somehow. But I feel like if anything's going to happen to one of them, I think it will be to her. She'll be in danger, right? It's just a gut feeling, yeah. And I think actually it's going to end up being that maybe. She puts her life on the line for the doctor because, you know, we've all heard that she's in love with her um, and something more will happen about that. Or, you know, she can't, she realises that she can't live without the doctor or, you know, she'll put her heart on the line. Something like that. I don't know. Also, I'm absolutely loving the fact that we're starting to like hear Yaz talk about like, you know, her doctor, like the doctor is her person. And oh, I'm just loving it. I want it to just be the doctor. Yeah. And Yaz do and we think Yaz loves the doctor like in that yeah. way? Hundred percent. Do you? Yeah, I do. I don't think the show's. Com- I don't think the show's saying that though. I think that. I think we're squinting to see that. I think that that last series, and there was all the Thasman lovers. Oh my god! Yeah. And for, you know, even from last series, and I, I don't think it was there at all. No. Last series, and I don't think it was actually intentional at all. Last series, but it is. Ch- I feel like the tone. And they've leaned into it. Yeah. What about in the last episode? Where they, yeah, they were talking. I didn't talking. see it as a love thing, though. I more saw it as, like, just a, she admires the Doctor. Mm. I don't know. I never saw it. I mean, I, I want to see it that way. I hope it's that. But I, I mean, think re- re-watch it. Because if you think that... Um, I've forgotten the name of the other female character. Claremont. Yeah, she was talking about, you know, love letters and talking about Lord Byron True. In, in the way that she was in love with him. Ouch. And then Yaz is actually... She wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, my mate. Like, who I really care about. No, talking but, but they're talking about love and no, heartbreak. but they were talking about it on in terms of like um, Claire Clermont was like, oh, um, he every question answered like increases the enigma, mm. and Yaz then mentioned the doctor in relation to that. Yeah, but they're both. But she was already talking about the enigma in a romantic sense. It's not in a friendship way. I guess. I think you should watch it again and see it through this lens, and you'll be like, <laughs> I hope I can see it through this lens because yeah. that would be cool. And I just, I don't know, I feel like even the way that Yaz has acted this series, she's, she seems to be, she seems to have like latched herself onto the Doctor so much more than Ryan or Graham. Yeah, I've said before, like it seems like they're friends more than, more than the Doctor's friends with Ryan and Graham. Yeah. The Doctor seems kind of annoyed by Ryan. (laughs) I really like Ryan. I feel (laughs) bad for him. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) I just, I just think Ryan could have been, he could have been better. As in like, he could have been made a better character. I don't. He's not real. 
He doesn't feel real, does he? No, he doesn't exist as a young guy. Like, oh, let's play basketball. Look, I'm young. <laughs> like, no. No. no it's oh, weird. Also, did you know I listened to Stormzy? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Is there something about... This is getting quite deep now. Oh, go for it. But is there something about... If you try and Im- Im- try and envisage like a cool young man, mm-hmm. usually do uh, we know one? I don't think you and I w- know <laughs> one in in the way that I'm about to describe. Yeah, go on. You 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 would envisage um, a lack of enthusiasm. Mm. Yeah. Like cool young blokes <clears throat> are characterized mm. for me by a, a lack of enthusiasm for anything. Depends how, what kind of cool, I guess. Because, like, if it's cool, as in, like, they're really young, like, like, uh, like college young, mm. then definitely. If they're, like, young, cool, Shoreditch hipster types and they're, like, 22, mm. they'll be, like, really passionate about, like, like specific, yeah. like, like, French electronica or something like that. Sorry, I sound so disdainful. <laughs> It just seems like, um, like I've never met someone who's like Ryan. No, it's because he, he doesn't exist. He's like nonchalant enough to make him cool enough. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But he's like into the adventuring enough that it that it works as part of the story. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm. Am I am I making sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think also we haven't seen we. I always like try and think about characters and that the characters that we've known and loved in Doctor Who. I I know what what Donna would have for dinner. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Like you know her down to a T. You mm-hmm. know what clothes she would shop in. You know what she would do on a Friday night. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know that Ryan. I have no fucking clue. <laughs> yeah. Yaz, I still don't know. I don't know about Yaz either. Graham, yeah. I have a better idea of, but Yaz, I still like both of them. I still I still don't know. Just like, yeah, really basic things, and I think. That again, going back to the, the intricacies of scripts and stuff, that's where again, where for me, uh, writers like Russell really shine through. L- I mean, just it's not Doctor Who, but think about like years and years. All mm. of those characters are so beautifully fleshed out, and that's what makes you care about them so much. It's it's things like Ryan's supposed to be nineteen, right? I think so. And Yaz is also supposed to be, supposed to be nineteen. Yeah, they went to school together, didn't they? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense with mm. their wider characters. Really, like they they don't act like teenagers. No, particularly Yaz doesn't act like a teenager. No, she acts like an older. adult. Yeah, it's really weird. And like, is Yaz middle class or working class? Because she lives in that block of flats, mm. but her family seemed quite well off in a weird sort of way. Yeah, and it's also and like she seems like quite well off. Mm-hmm. So but what's going on there? I I think again that's the thing. It's like you don't really know who they they are more of an enigma than the doctor is really in a way yeah it's like they dropped like a, a quite middle class girl into mm. like a cool sheffield urban filming location do you know what i mean whereas with rose it really felt like oh no this girl would live in this location yeah especially because really you know they could have had some kind of narrative on it and that lots of um you know people aren't building council houses anymore like as well, like the proportion of new council housing mm-hmm. being built mm-hmm. is so small but a lot of the time now there'll be like new developments and like you know two percent of it will be council funded whatever. yeah true and it's like people who live in those modern flats they're either like 20 somethings 
or like have one kid, you know, like a baby, you don't really see like grown up families live in new builds. No. Doesn't really make sense unless it's like a council property or something. But then you're right, you don't really have that narrative. And obviously we have that knowledge that her mum is going to be a hotel manager. Which is actually which quite... It's not a working class job, it's really. It's not a working class thing. So, And what does her dad do? What does her sister do? Not really do? clear. How old is her sister? How old is her sister? Don't know. Younger, but I don't know. But, like, how much younger? Like, 16? Because she's not... Like, because that makes it weird that she's into Ryan and Ryan's into her. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, 17? Like, hello, that's gross. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think she might be, like, two years younger. Still a bit weird. Yeah, still a bit weird. <laughs> Careful, Ryan. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's true. <laughs> they, yeah, I know. We just got really deep, haven't we? But, but the thing is, is that I still, I still really care about them because of the way that they have interacted with the doctor, the way they've interacted and grown with each other. I think it's just been so lovely to watch them, their relationships and friendships grow this series. It's been like one of the highlights. And with Graham, because actually he's been the most fleshed out of the three in a weird yeah. sort of way, and he's kind of the glue that holds it together. Because mm-hmm. you, you sort of understand the other two through him and I think that's why Yaz took the longest because she's because Ryan and Graham have got that relationship and Yaz is kind of next to it yeah but yeah he's definitely the glue and like Chris is at home writing Graham I think yeah yeah and you can really tell when Chris is writing Graham Mm -hmm. he'll say like cockle a lot more (laughs) and like let's have a butchers he said this week yeah you, you can just you can just tell like chris really loves writing graham yeah but i mean graham is so much fun to watch as well like yeah graham is such a like relief like th- the all the times that i laughed in last night's episode were because of graham yeah yeah like, hands 100%. down and always will be which is a shame because i wouldn't be laughing <laughs> at stuff the doctor say more yeah that's true i really do because that like for me, like one of the main draws of the, do- of the Doctor is how funny they are as a character. Yeah. And we've not really had that enough, I don't think. What do you think of this of this series with the Doctor where she's been a, a lot moodier and distant? Um, I don't think it's been consistent enough for it to work, mm. to be honest, because like this week where she told Ravio that like, oh, I don't want your life story. Yeah. It seemed odd. Like it seems... I w- I w- I'm trying to say this without gendering it. Mm-hmm. But like, you want, you don't want the doctor to seem sort of moody, mm. do you? It was, that that seems wrong. It seems too human. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is that? I feel like I'm maybe there's maybe a bias in there. I don't know. I think I think that obviously Capaldi was moody and yeah. Uh, but I mean, I didn't really but, like that. But Capaldi seemed consistently moody. Yeah, that's true. And Capaldi seemed consistently detached, whereas Jodie's doctor seems. They can't seem to make their mind up whether she's a very compassionate doctor, mm-hmm. like in Woman Who Fell to Earth, where she goes to the funeral and she mm-hmm. and she has a m- more of a connection. And she calls her companions the fam and like, and she hugs them. I think doesn't she? Yeah. And then at other times, she's this distant character, like where she's, um, she doesn't know how to behave around Graham when he's talking to her about the cancer. And can you hear that's me? That's such a bad decision. I still it think that wasn't quite right. I think, but I think one of the things that makes something like that not quite right is that there's no consistency to it. Yeah. If we understood that's what her doctor's like, yeah. then it would be okay. But yeah. it's that she goes in and out of it. Yeah. And like last night when she said that when your life story, I was like, wow, like that's a like bit just come out of nowhere. uncharacteristically mean kind of out of nowhere. And it, it's al- almost as if like they remember, oh God, the doctor's sometimes like, like mean. Sorry, we need to put a bit of mean doctor in. It's like, oh, I just wish they'd, 
I don't know. I wish they'd watched Jodie a bit more and watched mm. what she was doing a bit more last year and, and written it a bit better this year to, to kind of reflect that because sometimes she'll say stuff. What was it last night? She did that line about hot wiring cars or something. Mm. And it was funny because she said it in yeah. a way other doctors wouldn't say it. And like, I just I just wish they'd reacted to who Jodie is a bit more rather than trying to write it like Tennant or trying to write it like Capaldi or... Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah, I do agree. I think I don't... I, d- I, d- uh, I preferred Jodie's Doctor a lot more this series. It d- that's not to I say agree. Not to say that I didn't like her Doctor last series. I did. I've always liked the Doctor pretty much. Um, I don't miss the big speeches about science. <laughs> um, yeah. No, or just random that. speeches that uh, don't really seem to actually end up anywhere. Um, I think they've got better at like placing the importance on when the doctor does choose to make those mm-hmm. big moments mm-hmm. um, happen. Um, I do agree with you though that it still feels like we don't really know who her doctor is. I think that there We're was two years in. Now. I know, and the thing is, is that she last series she had that like childlike kind of wonder, and mm. and she was really bouncy and yeah, child childlike, I guess, and like immature yeah um uh, yeah like in episode one like when she's like can we turn the the light on in the police car yeah like that's one of her best moments <laughs> yes, like, oh so my god true. like i know who this doctor is yeah and in the same way of being childlike she can't you know she can't navigate um uh like like romance or mm, um mm. or friendships even or like or adult relationships necessarily because she's childlike mm-hmm. whereas this series she you can see that she's grown but she talks down to the companions now. Yeah, it's it's weird. And it makes that it makes when she's being childlike, it makes it seem like kind of patronizing and fake. Yeah, yeah. And I also don't I think actually now we see her and she's um like in the last episode when she's and I loved it so much, but when like Byron was like coming on to her and oh she my was God. like batting. One of away. my favourite moments of this doctor. Also, can I just say, I was saying this to Luke at the time, I was like, I'm actually glad that they've made someone fancy the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like she's hot. <laughs> and like that it happened all the time yeah. when the doctor was a guy. Like, yeah, why yeah, is this yeah. only just happening now? I, I think because they it. they don't want to go near it. Yeah, I don't think they want to go near making the doctor. Um, I think they want to make her quite a sexless character. Yeah, I think that's what they, I think they want to because they it's like, do you make the doctor gay now? Mm-hmm. It's it's like a bit of a, a dodgy area. It's dodgy, but then I think it's still quite an interesting area like we were talking about with Yaz and the Doctor earlier I think if it you know if if, the, if it's written well oh, I mean it just it doesn't quite feel fair like obviously obviously we had Capaldi's Doctor which wasn't necessarily romantically inclined but then had this amazing relationship with River yeah yeah of course and it's like why should we only have that romantic element when it's a man playing the yeah I, th- I think there is a weird sexism to it i think there's a sense that when it's a like there's a tradition of of like male heroes like yeah. getting the girl and like maybe if we introduce that kind of sexual or romantic element to a female doctor, like it seems a bit tawdry by the viewer. I don't yeah. know. Like it's uh it's cheapening her as a character, maybe. Yeah, I which don't is know. which is silly. Do you feel like that? I, I feel like that would be the view or maybe yeah. the worry, but it's like how I feel as well about um uh I guess about like just gender within the doctor in that uh like I love um Jodie's costume. Or yeah. Jodie's I love the doctor's costume. Mm-hmm. 
But at the same time, why can the doctor not wear a dress? Yeah. Like I thought this from the start. <laughs> like I really wanted her in something. They've they've deliberately gone for an androgyny with this costume, yeah. and like that's fine. But I think they've done that to m- to make her not seem weak. Yeah, and actually, I agree. femininity isn't weak. And 100%. like, let's show that, you know. Um, but I don't think I don't think the world's ready for it, Kes. Uh, I know it's annoying because I do think that you know when uh, in Spyfall when they all turned up in like tuxes and stuff, I'm like. Get her in a ball gown. Just get her in a damn ball gown. Be like, so good. She looked fucking amazing. Yeah. And she could, you know, if Clara can run after people in heeled boots and a skirt, so <laughs> can the doctor. Yeah. And like Amy. And a, yeah, exactly. Like so many, so many of them. And I, I, I 100% there's some, think there's some kind of strange narrative going on there behind the scenes about. Not, I mean, not to be fair, I don't think we've seen, we've seen Yaz in anything but trousers, actually. Mm. Across the last two seasons. I don't remember seeing her in anything but that's jeans. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But I think it's more that because of because of, because of who the doctor is and because we've yeah, seen the agree. doctor being played by both the a man and a woman, I, I just would I just think maybe maybe there's a little bit scared of but worried about things either way. Oh my god, yeah. Like I think this costume would have been focus grouped and like battered around the boardroom more than any other Doctor Who costume ever like yeah it, they they would have thought about it so much yeah um, or I guess like you know sorry I just realized you know you're just talking about Yaz not wearing a dress but think of the last episode oh yes yes she did actually she wears the, the dress yeah, and she did in and Nikola Tesla's Night of Terror as well exactly yeah. and the Doctor has like an amazing waistcoat and still looks like fucking amazing mm-hmm. um but it's like oh why can we just not try that well it, I guess it's actually maybe that it's not that I want the Doctor to be wearing a dress all the time or to be, like, incredibly feminine all the time. It's just to show that, like, you can have feminine elements to you yeah. and still be... And still know. and still be powerful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because she's not, like, butch. Do you no, know what I mean? Like, the, no. there is a sense of femininity to her. Like, she's got... She wears the earring and everything and, mm-hmm. like, the, the like the pretty earring and she's... She's not masculine, really. No. It's just, like all of the decisions around her are to kind of avoid making her too feminine, I yeah. suppose. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, and I still think there's, um, you know, th- there's so much to tie into that, into her doctor in the future and what, you know, being powerful is or authority and and what we as viewers kind of, in, you know, are placing onto the television, what we Definitely. think. Um but I, but that's why I actually want. I just want to see more of her doctor because I want to see her navigate these spaces. And I think actually, if if we have more time, they will become more experimental, like they have done with this series. Yeah. And yeah, push yeah. push her doctor, push her. Yeah, things like li- smaller things, but to me quite big things like her costume and just explore who that doctor is a little bit more with romance, maybe. I'd love to see a bit of romance. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's it's been interesting to see the female doctor with the male master yeah it's changed the relationship i actually that's one of the things i like the least about spyfall was mm. that was I, I i found it slightly icky the relationship Which between bit? them like especially like when she was kneeling and oh yeah i found it weirdly kind of i found he him kind of weirdly misogynistic mm. in a way that was a bit cheap mm. um I mean, obviously, that he's the master and he's evil, but still, like, it felt a bit, it felt a bit of a step back from Capaldi Gomez, to be honest. Oh my god, love Capaldi Gomez! Like, it's that's such a good pairing, and these two feel like a good pairing, but I wish they wouldn't gender it so much. 
in a certain way, which is weird because I've just been saying I wanted them to gender the <laughs> Doctor more, but... I haven't really seen it that way, to be honest. Um, I, yeah, I guess I hadn't really seen the Master as being misogynistic in this incarnation, but that's definitely... I'll probably watch it in that light next way. I wa- next time I watch it, mm-hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see next episode if you know that kind of shows through a bit more. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing them like bounce off each other again because yeah, well, I think one thing we've learned over the last two years is that you know whatever script she's walking around in, the what Jodie Stockton needs is an amazing actor to bounce off. Like she's been great opposite this lone Cyberman bloke. Mm. She's been great opposite um, Alan Cumming in The Witchfinders. She mm. was great opposite Lenny Henry mm. as well. Um, so she she kind of needs that to to give her a bit of oomph, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Grit. She needs yeah. a male co-star to <laughs> give her a little bit of a push in the right direction. Oh, God, she said it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, no, that's not what I mean, but it is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> said it with your chest. Uh no, I'm uh, yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to seeing where that goes. We've not talked about the Cybermen and the various Cybermen designs that we see, and like the yeah. various new Cybermen. So the first thing we see is the Cyber Drones. Mm-hmm. What do we think of that? I thought they were naff. They looked a bit weird, didn't they? You know what? The one in the I kind of like the campiness of it though. It was very camp. Yeah, and I, I think it was quite fun, um, but I just I think that was the only. <laughs> I just uh, uh, that you know how I was saying earlier about how the side how the side men are scary in this, mm. and they just weren't scary. They were flying heads. Yeah, that wasn't scary. They weren't scary. Yeah. It was <laughs> just it just seemed like another um, kind of uh, just like oh, side men heads can fly now. Oh, okay, big woo. But in comparison, um, the new Cybermen, like the new Cybermen warriors, look amazing. They're like quite classic. Yeah, I love the eyes. They're in, like the heads. They're so good. And actually, um, uh, seeing Ashad hurt the Cyberman warrior. Oh my warrior. god, horrifying! Oh my god, terrifying! Yeah, the Cyberman that can make other Cybermen scream. <laughs> they do still have that thing though, where they look a bit like babies. <laughs> like the nightmare. In s- the, it was the nightmare and silver ones that started it, where like the face looks like just like like a cute baby. Like oh. Yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like when people draw um, eyes in manga and it's got like that little, um, the little yeah, lines yeah, yeah. on the eye. It's yeah. that kind of same. And I don't know why the, the um, Cybus ones don't look like that. Like they're not quite as, they don't look quite as cute. No, they don't. You're right. It's, yeah, they do look a little bit more like, oh, Cybus. And they're supposed to be the warriors and you're like, oh, <laughs> adorbs. <laughs> little warriors. <laughs> we also got the catchphrase delete back. I swear we've not heard that Is in that years. Gone? I feel like we've not heard that in a long time. No? Oh shit, I don't know. I haven't really been keeping keeping, keeping tabs on that. On that. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I want to see um, if those, if the new Cybermen, well, first of all, I want to see the Cybermen, the new Cybermen interact with the Doctor and with the companions et al. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to see what Nice use of et al. <laughs> You're welcome. But I also want to know what, what they're going to do. Like, if there is anything new about them, what if they have swords? <laughs> oh God, cyber swords! Cyber swords, or just or that they've because they're. I think maybe I'm thinking because they're under Ashad, are they a different type of Cybermen? Because mm. the ones that are with him are like our, you know, our, our old favourites. Mm. Um, I don't know. Probably not. They're probably just standard Cybermen. But 
I think because he's talking all about, you know, I'm going to be the new breed of Cybermen and I'm going to make them my type of Cybermen. It's like, God, are they going to be even more ruthless? Again, though, it feels a bit Davros, doesn't it? Of like in the Very late true. 80s where they like sp- splintered off into like Davros Daleks and like um, the Loyalist Daleks or whatever. Yeah. Feels a little bit like that. It's p- going to be interesting to see like Cybermen interact with Gallifrey as well. Because we've never had that really. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, we don't know if they end up in Gallifrey. I mean, in the trailer, it looks like it, though. Oh, yeah, no, that's true. We have seen yeah. the trailer now. I need to watch that trailer again, because I've, like, forgotten half of it already. It was, it was really It was fast. very quick, it was wasn't a lot it? of a ha- lot that happens in it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, that is that is true. I just, I'm, yeah. I'm just still thinking about all the different things that could happen. You're right about, like, cramming something in. They're definitely going to miss something out. Yeah, I don't think we're getting Captain Jack. Oh my god! I've even forgotten about Captain Jack. Uh, I hope we're not getting Captain Jack. To be honest, like I feel like we don't. Captain Jack is Ashad. (laughs) We don't need Captain Jack. Like we've had it. Like we've got enough stuff in there, and like I can wait for more Captain Jack. To be perfectly honest, like Torchwood's all an eye player now. Like it's fine. (laughs) Also, I love how everybody's going mental for Torchwood and eye player at the moment. I I love it. Torchwood (laughs) movement. We can also listen to the lives of Captain Jack. Available now from Big Finish. <laughs> you know, there's so much there's so much Captain Jack out there. I don't need more. What I want is more Joe Martin, which oh there's no God. the lives of Joe Martin on Big Finish yeah. yet. Yet, um, <laughs> I'll be coming soon. <laughs> I saw a tweet. Who did I see tweet this? I'm going to credit this person in the um, description when I remember. Um, it was like um, Joe Martin asking, Big, uh, asking Chris Chibnall, oh, what's this Big Finish thing again? <laughs> and Chibnall's like, oh, so... You like lunch, right? <laughs> <laughs> so accurate. Hey, so you want to be taken, uh, you want to have your picture taken in a car, park, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're in front of a brick wall. It's all I've ever dreamed of. <laughs> wow. Great. I think that's pretty much everything. I mean, we've covered, gone right? we've we've gone through waves. There's been a lot in there. There's been a lot. Great. Should but, but, I, but I feel I like ju- I'm not going to cut the bit where I where I facetiously say that Jodie Whittaker is best opposite a, a male co-star. Well, I mean, that's that's your opinion. I mean, yeah. I do. I completely agree that I think that she, um, she, th- th- some of her best scenes have been with other actors. Whether mm. or not that ends up being men is, I think, maybe just you know chance. But I, I, I completely agree that I think that she works best bouncing off other people. Like I said about her speech about you know, various speeches last series, all the ones about science and the one with the frog and stuff. And I just, uh, that they didn't work. And it's because she didn't have anything to kind of get the energy Don't diss the frog one, Kes. Don't diss the frog sorry. You know what, I quite... You've lost me now. Well, I I actually, I actually quite like that episode, but I didn't, I just didn't like the speech at the end. Mm. The frog's Sharon D. Clark, though. So? Whatevs. Whatever. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for um, talking to me about the episode oh you're welcome um thanks for letting me talk about you seemed quite shocked then that i was asking that i was thanking you oh no i thought you were thanking people for listening no 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 they received they received no thanks from me (laughs) i thank you uh where can people find you on twitter oh i am at kezia rose k-e-z-i-a and you run a blog about doctor who as well i thought everybody knows about that already (laughs) <laughs> wow <laughs> that is actually very ego alert 
um, <laughs> me and Beth, who's already been on the podcast this series, run The Time Ladies, which you can find at thetimeladies.com or thetimeladies underscore on Twitter and Instagram. But you knew about that already. Can I just say, throughout this whole conversation, um, Kez has been drinking from a Time Ladies oh mug. Oh my God, I'm so awful. So on I? brand, so on brand. So on brand. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Molly underscore Martian. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at GalactioPod. You can email me at GalactioPod at gmail.com and you can come and see me this weekend in this Pouchot Pass um, yes. in Waterloo uh, on the 29th and the 1st of... Uh, 29th February and the 1st of March. And this is the last podcast I'm going to mention that in because next week uh, the, the show will be over. So next week everybody would have seen it. It would have been a roaring success. Everybody would have seen it, yeah. The press will be plastered with Molly Martian. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um, thanks, everybody. Bye bye bye. Bye.